All right, people, I hope everybody is well. Welcome back to the Onyx Report. So we got a special edition today. I mentioned this yesterday after my argue, my uh, <laughs> argument interview, excuse me, with Dr. Siri uh, McDougal, um, that I would have uh, one Nyota Uhura back. Uh, we've, we had her a couple months ago, but of course, it's a whole different time period. So, um, you know, having her back, I'm, I'm more than grateful for her doing this. You know, she's she's already, uh, you know, overworked, got a million things going on, but she was kind enough to come back through and talk to us. And I wanted to have her here because she's one of the few people, boots on the ground, that can tell us what's been going on uh, since Ferguson and, and give us a real, you know, kind of overview of what's still happening that many of us are confused about because it's not just corporate news. It's also, you know, it's also the stuff that we're hearing from each other on Facebook, on Twitter, you know, on social media, the information that we're exchanging, whether it be rumor, whether it be word of mouth, whether it be, uh, you know, articles, a lot of it doesn't get at the actual truth of what's happening. So we got about 13 people watching. I'm going to let some more people come in before we really jump in. Uh, shout out to Ian. I see you in the chat. Dark Visions Media. What's going on? So I'm going to let some people come in uh, so we can get more going. We are broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, so you can go to the Dr. T. Hassan Johnson channel on YouTube, or you can go to my actual Facebook page. It is the latest post, and you can see um, uh, the the image there and the video. This is one of the few times that I'm not uh, using my camera. Uh, so it's not an accident. There's no technical issue. I did get a new camera, but I'm letting it rest because I've done a little too much. Actually, I just left it on too long. So uh, this would be an easier way to do it. And my guest uh, definitely has to keep, uh, uh, you know, keep out of the, the public eye because there's so much vitriol at her for speaking the truth, for breaking down what's going on and pointing fingers at where the money is, where the money isn't, you know, who's who's not been advocated for and who's been putting themselves on the line. She's actually talking about it and, and giving the real information. And so many people are afraid of that because it, uh, it definitely, you know, puts them in a bad light and it challenges the public image they may want for themselves. But we got to have the truth. We got to have the truth. We got to hear it. And there's so much misinformation that I couldn't wait uh, to get her on here to break down to us what's really going on. So uh, let me at least first start with with asking you, how you doing, sister? I'm doing fine, brother. Mm -hmm. I'm doing fine. I know this is this must be like watching everything on Rewind. It is. It's it's total deja vu. Mm. Um, But this time, I mean, when you go through it initially, you know, you get so caught up in everything and, and swept up in the moment that you really don't have time to process anything, mm. you know. But now as I'm going through this a second time, you know what I'm right. saying, the sequel, right. you know what I'm saying? It's right. like, I just see, it's like, it's totally slowed down. You know what I'm saying? I can see everything. I can see mm. the whole board. I see everything. I know what's going to happen before it even happens. Yeah, it's like a script that you you yeah. have access to and you saw it play out before. Exactly. Let me see. Okay, we got AB Media in the house. What's going on? Malika, what's happening? Uh, Julius, Cameron, uh, Muada, uh, Joe, what's going on? Uh, so we definitely got uh, some people filing in. Uh, we got over 50 watching. Please hit the like button, share, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to the show, 
Normally we broadcast Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, but uh, the beauty of having your own show is when you run across some good people and some good information, you can do a show whenever the hell you want to. So that's what we're doing. And uh, and I, like I said, it, with, with uh, Nyota, if she could only do it at one in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday a month from now, my show would be at one in the morning on a Sunday a month from now. So it is what it is. I'm going to catch her whenever she got time. Uh, see, we got Tone, uh, NJ Progressive, Bearborn. What's going on, people? Um, walk us through, you know, if you can, just an overview of what happened some years ago, and then we can jump right into what's going on now. What is it that, that really puts you on the map in terms of, of all of this that's happening? What was your initial experience? Um, I think the initial experience is you, you know something has to be done. You may not know what has to be done. Mm-hmm. You may not know that you have it in you to do anything. You know, mm. but it, it does start with the idea, you okay. know, and over the course of time, or maybe it's just something that triggers you, you know what I'm saying? You, you can no longer sit still. You have to, you know what I'm saying? Go yeah. out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You have to stand up, you know, you have to speak out. And and that's really how Ferguson, you know, got started. Mm. Um, just seeing Michael Brown's body lay there. Yeah. I remember seeing it. Do you guys remember back on Facebook when they were going through this phase where it would be all of these, I guess it was some type of virus situation where you would see a picture and then all your friends would see it and, mm. and you know, you didn't know if it was real or whatever. You guys remember right, that? Right, so, right, right. So that's what I was thinking it was because I kept seeing this photo and I'm thinking, wow, one of my friends clicked on this and now this is going to be in my feed, you know, and it was in my feet. And at first I really wasn't paying attention to it. I mean, I saw a body laying in the street. I didn't know if it was Photoshop. I didn't know what it was. Right. You know, and then, um, in my local feed, you know, I started hearing things, you know, about Canfield and I'm thinking to myself, wow, because I had a nephew who lived in Canfield, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, you know, cause I got little cousins who lived over in Canfield, you know, so, it, it it stuck at me that it is Canfield, you know, so that's what really got my attention. And then when I realized what was happening, you know, this young brother had been shot and uh, there really wasn't a lot of information at that time. But what mm-hmm. really stood out was the fact that he's laying on the ground for hours, you know, wow. and wow. that really got people upset. It was hot, sweltering heat. Right. You know, um, and and not just that, it, it kind of reminds you of like, remember when the slave master would take, you know, the big buck out there and break him and, and beat him in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of thing, you know, so right. everybody's standing around and they wouldn't allow, you know, anyone to help him or anything. And he's just laying out there, mm-hmm. you know, and that just that image was enough to just it, it was a spark. Yeah. I'll just put it like that. It was a spark because I don't know how much people know about St. Louis, but this is like a very uh, racially segregated city. Uh, living in St. Louis is, I mean, even coming here is like walking into 1952, like in mm. terms of the, the politics and things like that and being kept in your place. You know what I'm saying? If you're young, black and talented, this is not the place to be. Wow. I'm telling you, this is not the place. They they don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Especially if you're not a go along to get along. I mean, people got to understand when Nelly got on here, mm. you know what I'm saying? He got kicked out of Union Station for wearing a do-rag. 
Oh, wow. You know, this dude had like the number one song in the country, and they went to the Lamborghini <laughs> station with a dude. That's St. Louis, though. He wow. got kicked off a TWA plane. Mm. You know, um, it's people, it, it, he, he went through a lot of problems here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if people remember uh, Ali from St. Lunatics, you know, got tased by the police on his way to their vegetarian restaurant. Wow. So it's, it's that kind of place. So this kind of stuff, you know, was already happening, but nobody anticipated that it would be international news. And that, you, no, you no know. one thought that, you know, when we were out that day, well, I, I knew it was going to be news for St. Louis because just to see St. Louis respond the way it did, I've never seen that in my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that people were coming out and a lot of people were coming out and people you wouldn't even expect to come out came out. Yeah. You know, my first night I was over in front of the Ferguson Police Department because I wanted answers. You know, other people were at Canfield. You know, okay. I was at the police department and, you know, I wanted answers and some of us started gathering there and I'm just really trying to, you know, assess the situation. I'm waiting to see if I see the family, you know what I'm saying? Or, or who, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the spokesperson for the family. Do they have any type of representation? You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what I'm trying to figure out as I'm standing there. And um, a group of people came to me. I'm not going to name them right now. And a person in the group, you know, was trying to get me to go into the Ferguson Police Department, you know, with this group because they were going to speak on behalf of who knows, you know, but I didn't know the people in the group. I knew the spokesperson for the group. And that person has known me many years and and knows that I'm a voice. I'm an activist. I do things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel comfortable because I didn't know these other people. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what the situation was. You know what I'm saying? And the last thing I wanted to do was jump in front of the family. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. How am I going to go in there and demand? And, and the family's not even down here yet. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I just felt like that was like overstepping. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, no, I don't want to be part of this. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, how are you guys just going to go in there? You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. even have the mother here. You don't have the father. here. You don't have anyone from the family here. And who are you? Wow. You know, to go in there for them. So that's kind of how I became movement enemy number one. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Just the fact that they knew from jump, I wasn't going to go along to get along. Okay. Okay. And, um, now from the, from the outside, you know, Mm -hmm. this, you know, cause I remember watching it on TV. I couldn't get there, but that was, that became the thing, right? The, Mm -hmm. the, the black progressive thing, get to Ferguson, support Ferguson, which I had not. Oh shit. I had not really seen before. So I was, I was, I was actually, you know, I was actually happy to see people willing to jump out there and support. Yeah, we were happy at first too. Yeah. But and and I and I couldn't imagine there being an agenda because everything seemed so organic. But I started to see, you know, the people that were there, and I'm saying, okay, these are fairly young. They seem to be well educated. You know, they're coming out of universities. They're talking about, you know, uh, nonprofits that they're running and they're all over Twitter. And and I'm just like, okay, something in my stomach isn't feeling right about it. But I didn't I wasn't there. So I didn't all I could do was kind of guess. But I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't look right because the cameras went from interviewing people that clearly lived there to interviewing people that just showed up. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to feel about this. What was your experience with that? Well, the first thing, 
when you're out there getting tear gas and you're out there fighting, you know what mm. I'm saying? You're, you're mm. not even paying any attention to this. You know what I'm saying? You're just right. hoping that you survive because you don't really know what you're facing, you know, yeah. but then as you're starting to pay attention to the media, you know what I'm saying? Cause you can't miss it. Mm. And it's like people out there speaking for you and you're like, who are these people? You know what I'm saying? I met them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but they weren't the leaders, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. They're not the leaders. Like they're not even from here. Like a lot of people thought D-Ray was from here. D-Ray's not from here. Mm. D-Ray, I think he was, wasn't he in Minneapolis before he came here? I, you got to understand. I, I didn't before he came here. I didn't know who any of these people were. It, it was almost like there was this overnight, almost celebrity kind of thing. That, that's exactly what happened. No one knew who any of these people were. None of them were, were activists. None of them were, you know, in the movement and things like that. Now, the women who found it, well, supposedly found it, however you want to phrase that, Black Lives Matter, Mm. You know, they had all been in the, the, the nonprofit industrial complex for years. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. As a matter of fact, I mean, even before Soros funded Black Lives Matter, he funded Opal. You know what I'm saying? With $100,000. I think it was like in 2011. Nah. So they've okay. had these relationships for years, you know, even mm. before Ferguson. Wow. So none of this was organic. I mean, they came here and... um I don't know if you can share a link to this article I posted on uh, from uh, the Washington Times. I can. It's uh, dated, I think it's January 15th, 2015, which is like maybe five months after Michael Brown was murdered. Okay. Um, it's an article where Kenneth Zimmerman, who is the director of George Soros' organization, uh, Open Society Foundations, which handles all of their grant work, where he talks about actually funding this. Like they actually name names, you know, okay. some amount. You have a, a woman in there talking about how she came to Ferguson, you know, to affirm the leadership. And it's like, what do you mean affirm? The First of all, who are you? You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. to, to come here and affirm anything. Like who right. even asks you here? Right. You know, but um, what I didn't know at the time was that that group that invited me in with them they put out the call for everyone to flock to Ferguson. It was like a huge nonprofit thing. You know, this was like the new activist Disneyland. This is the place wow. you came to earn your stripes, you know, to get here and show out and, and burn she our said, city down. You know what I'm saying? She said activist Disneyland. That's, that's basically what it was. You know what I'm saying? It, it was mm -hmm. just to come and be seen and show out and all of that. And I remember back then. You know, I was speaking out against it and people were like, oh, Ferguson is everywhere. Well, if mm. Ferguson is everywhere, go back to your city and handle it the way we're handling ours. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow, that's Ferguson, right. We have this, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And had they gone back and handled stuff in their cities, maybe we wouldn't be here today. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, and explain this too, because, you know, when, people, when George Soros comes up, you know, you, you, I think the mm -hmm. common phrase that I hear jump in within 10 seconds is, oh, he's not funding uh, BLM, he's not funding it. That's, that's an urban myth. Um, tell us what George this article Soros, tells us. Well, George Soros funded Hillary Clinton. George okay. Soros donated to Barack Obama's uh, PAC. You know, hmm. George Soros, uh, what he does, he's, he's a Hungarian billionaire, and he just uh, destabilizes things. That's his thing. Hmm. All over the world, not just here. You know what I'm saying? All over the world. I mean, he is the type of person that will say something 
negative about a country's economy just to see it, you know, drop. Wow. Like, seriously, he's done that to countries. Okay. He's the type of person. Okay, here, here, here is a, a story. He's this type of person. So if you don't get who he is from what I'm about to tell you, then I, I can't help you. He is a Jew, okay? okay? And he sold other Jews out during mm. the Holocaust. And he mm. said the reason he did that is because if he didn't do it, someone else would do it. Wow. That's in the 60 Minutes interview. You can go find it on YouTube. Mm. Damn. And it okay. will talk about George Soros and the type of individual he is and what he does and how he has destabilized countries, movements. I mean, this is what he does. Mm. This is exactly what he does. And all you have to do is look back at the early days of Ferguson before Black Lives Matter. There was no there were no rifts. There was no uh, I mean, everybody was just together. Right. You know, we didn't have these, you know, internal battles. You know, it wasn't a gay versus straight, black versus white, old versus young. It, we didn't have any of that. It was just everybody getting in where they fit in. It mm. was only when BLM came and the narrative started to shift. And they mm -hmm. did it so smooth because we went from hands up, don't shoot to I can't breathe, you know, for Eric Garner. Oh, OK. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And then it's Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. So the next one is Black Lives So we're just thinking that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what and I think like, that's what we're thinking because mm -hmm. you know, I've told people I've held Black Lives Matters, I've I've organized them here in Fresno mm -hmm. and especially on campus. And I didn't know it was actually an organization. You know what I mean? We I didn't know like, until very late. No one knew that. They didn't come here and say, We are Black Lives Matter. You know, and we're this org and blah, blah. They didn't do that. They came here under the guise of we're here to help you guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, because we're out there fighting, you know what I'm saying? And while we're fighting, they're meeting secretly, you know what I'm saying, with, with different organizations and different people. And, you know, they're all plotting, you know, what they're going to do, which is basically co-opt the movement. Co-op the movement, get a couple of Ferguson mascots to sell it. You know what I'm saying? And then just right. travel everywhere. And and you our know? community was really not prepared for that kind of thing. I mean, what I tell people is in terms of activism, I hadn't really seen any widespread black activism, particularly among like the youth, since mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, you know, the protests against South Africa. You know what exactly. I mean? Late mm -hmm. 80s, early 90s. That was the last time I remember. So, th so for a whole generation, this was their first you right. know, major, you know, pros. and so you're not prepared for a black organization of relatively young, educated women in particular, who are going to be introducing this whole new language and shifting the dialogue. Mm -hmm. None, I really don't think any of us were prepared because because even by the time I found out it was an organization, I shrugged my shoulders like, OK, cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it moving. I, it never dawned on me, that, you know, because look, if, if I go to a bank, I'm going to read the mm -hmm. fine print. If I if I'm going to put money into an uh, into into investing in something, I'm going to read the fine print. It never dawned on me that I needed to mm -hmm. read the fine print on a black protest based organization. <laughs> I, I never thought I well, need to. Wait, 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 wait. That that's not a black organization. See? Okay, get break, break it down. There you yes. go. It's not a black organization. And, but, you know, I don't even think they came up with the Black Lives Matter, like, slogan. You know, all you got to do is look at that. She's talking about how she helped amplify that. Like some woman, she affirmed the leadership. They put money into this to push this. 
And if you look at all the different organizations, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You will see like, oh my God, this guy's really funding all these different, you know what I'm saying? Outlets mm -hmm. and how they work together and how they're all connected and things like that. Well, and, that, and, and, and see what you just said was incredibly powerful. So now what we're saying is that now we have to actually begin to have a new conversation as of five years ago about what a black organization is, which was, in my opinion, a discussion that we were not prepared for. I right. mean, again, I see three relatively young, intelligent black women. I'm not mm -hmm. thinking I have to, to question if it's a black organization. Right. You know, I, I'm not prepared for that at all. When I started to hear some of the LGBT rhetoric, I'm like, OK, well, I mean, whatever. We, we, we're doing this because in the midst of it, we're in, I'm seeing these people walking the streets of Ferguson. Oh, see, we weren't like that at all. Mm -hmm. We started hearing that. We're like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Right. Not that they don't have issues. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you're not going to piggyback on our issue. You know, but see, that's that's why I wanted you here, because, again, I'm in Fresno watching the news. I'm getting mm -hmm. bits and pieces. So I'm just like, oh, all right. Well, somebody said, you know, LGBTs are not being you know, treated. OK, cool. I'm not on the ground. Matt, and that's one of, that of the reasons true. I really wanted to hear from you. The, none of that was true. The whole LGBTs, not, you know, the whole, you know, female voices are being, you know, muted or something. I, I was a loud voice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Senator okay. uh, Nadal, Chappelle, uh, okay. Jamila Nasheed, Jamala Rogers, uh -oh. you know what I'm saying? Tracy Blackman. Uh -oh. You know, no, no one's voice was, was, was diminished until, you know, really... The voices didn't get diminished until they got all of their pieces in place. And mm. then when they got all of their pieces in place, the voices that got diminished were mine and Darren's. Wow. I, the things that you see me do every day, I've done this in this city for over 20 years. Mm. I always set the narrative, tell people what's up. You know, this is what you need to know for today and all that. I've done that. I've been that voice here. Okay. Mm. People know this. When this happened, people were tuning in to me. OK, mm -hmm. what they did to keep people from tuning in to me is they came with Netta and D-Ray. Okay. They had to put D-Ray, I mean, Netta with D-Ray because D-Ray was not from Ferguson. He wasn't from St. Louis. So they needed a Ferguson mascot. So okay. Netta was the mascot. And then they started doing their little newsletter. Hmm. You know, and everybody started pushing their newsletter and everything. But if you look at their newsletter and you look at what I was posting at the same time, I would post something. And then the next day or the following day, they would talk about what I post. Wow. You know, wow. and when I put out the call, you know, to create our own media, that's when they started amplifying Sean King. So whenever Darren and I did anything to try to get the word out, they would come with something else, you know, and just totally overshadow what we were trying to do. Well, let's, let's we were let's, the only voices that were being drowned out. Well, let's go there for a second. Tell people who Darren was, how y'all met, and what you guys did. Oh, wow, man. Darren, he was the heart and soul of our movement. Like, really, truly. Um, if, if a movement could be embodied within one person, it would be Darren Seals. Uh, very intelligent brother. Um, who just, I mean, he had a warrior spirit Okay. and that's what really stuck out at, you know, to me, you know, I didn't know him before this, you know, the first time I saw him was down in Canfield 
uh, when the police came out and they were surrounding us and everything like that. And the thing that stuck out to me was just his, it was like a, a silent rage. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just watching him because I actually watched him, you know, because I was mm-hmm. standing maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 feet away from him. And that's the thing that got me because he, it was like he was in the center of it all, just assessing everything, but not saying anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why he stood out to me because everything else was just so chaos, you know, chaotic. And you see this guy who's just standing there, just calm, you mm. know? So that's what really, that's when he really, really stuck out, you know, to me. And it was after, you know, I was posting different things and, you know, he hit me up on one of my pages because he okay. was like, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? I'm one of the people you're talking about. You know? so <laughs> okay. That's how he and I got together. You know what I'm saying? So we started, you know, on one of the pages going back and forth. And then from there we realized like, oh my God, you know, we're on the same thing because he was telling me about, you know, leaving orgs and, and walking away from certain things and certain people and things like that. You know what I'm saying? And just really wanting to do his own thing after he found out what was really up with this stuff, you know? Mm. And um, mm. he was loud. I mean, he wouldn't let it go. Okay. He would not let it go. And that was the that was a problem. Because at this time, I mean, man, there, there was money. I'm talking millions of dollars. I mean, you mm. got to think about Sean King alone has raised over $30 million since Ferguson. Wow. That's his estimate, not mine. Wow. Right? So... Imagine how much money BLM has raised. Hmm. And there's a question about transparency, right? I want to, if we can, I want to talk about a couple of the last uh, few posts uh, that you've done on your page, really explaining to people what's mm-hmm. going on. One of the posts you did, you posted recently was on this very issue of transparency as far as uh, funding resources mm-hmm. in regard to BLM. Can you tell us a little bit about that? There's been no transparency. We don't know how much money they collected on our behalf because all of this was supposedly to help us. We never got any money. Um, we don't know where the money went. Like mm. you can Google articles, you know, of all this money coming into Black Lives Matter. I mean, they've had pledges up to like a hundred million dollars. Where is this money? Mm. You know, so we started asking about the money. Where's this money? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, how are you guys jet setting and all of this? And you keep telling us there's no money. Nobody's getting paid for anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and especially the families of the victims. You know, um, yeah. it, it does. None of the money seemed to actually hit the ground. And, well, and not I, only that, you had protesters, you know, losing their jobs, being evicted. Mm. You, know, you had protesters spending their last on gas to go protest and not eat. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. You had people really out there sacrificing. And it's people still paying prices for that today. Mm. You know, they're, they are mm. still going through it today, all these years later. Mm. You know, but one thing I want to discuss are the parallels between what happened in Ferguson and what is happening today, because it's the exact same thing. Please do. If Let's do it. Listeners, think about it. Think about when 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 you saw the George uh, the George Floyd protest. Right. There was no Black Lives Matter. Nobody mm-hmm. was chanting Black Lives Matter. There were mm-hmm. no Black Lives Matter signs out there. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then just all of a sudden, poof, snap your finger, Black Lives Matter worldwide. Right. How and it really was that it... decided on the same day they were going to do this? Everybody? 
it was yeah it was really that instant matter of fact i hadn't heard now i'm not in you know some of these major cities but to be honest even in the media i hadn't heard blm since trump was elected i really hadn't because blm had faded out as a matter of fact if you go and look at uh yvette carnell's uh video i'm trying to think of the name of it uh, i can't think of it it's one where she's talking about blm and there's blm in the title and she actually has a screenshot from Patrice, where she's talking about she's tired of being the Black Lives Matter girl. Mm, I did she see that. She says that, like, as a tweet. And then right next to it, because Yvette split the screen, you see her right out here jumping in front of the George Floyd, you know what I'm saying, movement. Wow. Wow. Well, we have a, a, a question coming from the the, 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 the chat. Leah, Leah asks, and I think it's pronounced Leah, asks about whether there's a difference between BLM, the main organization, and various local cha chapters around the country. Um, is, is, can you comment on that? Well, to me, the, the only difference is uh, the people in the local chapters have no idea, you know, who, who they're working with. Mm. Because if they did, they would not be local chapters. Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay. I mean, there's so, no other way to put that. So let's let's go back into the parallel. So so you know, you're seeing this. George Floyd has recently died. The videos are going around. We're fresh off of Ahmad Arbery. We're fresh right. off of uh, the the Central Park you know, a little situation, you know, where you, you had the white woman calling the police. And then, of course, Breonna Taylor has just mm -hmm. jumped off. What are you seeing in terms of all of well, this? Well, the first thing that struck me, even before we got to this point, was why are we seeing all these videos now? You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, you know, uh, all these black murders, high profile, you know, from the, the guy who was jogging, you know, and, and the EMT, you know, and then this guy, I mean, it's just ta-ta-ta, back to yeah. back, you know? Right, right. And that's the first thing that got me, like, okay, where is this going? You mm -hmm. know, because we've been dealing with COVID. Right. We've been dealing with so many different things, and the, these murders were not blown up. It's not that they stopped killing Black people, but it wasn't front-page news, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, we've had three in a row. So to me, that's like, okay, black people, we're trying to get your attention. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. So, um, the parallels come in when, like I said, all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter is everywhere. You know, look at the key players. Who do you see? You see Al Sharpton. Mm. You see Benjamin Crump. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You see Lee Merritt. You see Sean King. Mm. You know, you, you see these same people. I mean, come on. You mean to tell me Benjamin Crump is the only attorney? And come <laughs> on, man. He's not even trying cases. He's mm. These are settlements. Okay. And he's okay. not even good at that. Let me give you an example. Michael Brown's family, their settlement was like, I think, maybe a million and a half. Let me put this in context. Mm -hmm. There was a family whose dog got killed by the police, and they got a million dollars. Damn. Look at the white woman right up there in Minnesota that got killed by that Somali police officer. Her family got $22 million. Oh, my goodness. Okay? $22 million. You could add up the money all these black victims, you know what I'm saying, their families got, and I bet you it's not $22 million. Mm. Mm. Okay. So you see the same players. So they're not... 
what people need to understand is Benjamin Trump is not our attorney. He's the family's attorney. Okay. His job, he's not going to be prosecuting anybody. That's not his job. His job, he can't even seek justice for the family. That's not his job. His job is to get them a settlement. Okay. That's it. That's all he can do for them is get them a settlement. Mm. That's it. Okay. And what he does is leverage the movement to get a settlement. Right. That's why in all these cases, after the family gets the settlement, what happens next? Oh, you guys go home. Oh, we got to come together. Oh, you know, mm -hmm. you know how it goes. So, so, but now we're hearing Black Lives Matter uh, much more, you know, it, it, like you said, it was overnight. It hit mm -hmm. much quicker than it did five years ago because it was, it, you know, in terms of branding, everybody was familiar with it now. So everybody's running with it, even though I hadn't heard BLM themselves, you know, even screaming BLM. But now all of a sudden it's something that we're hearing. Mm -hmm. What's happening from there? So now all of a sudden the chant is, is out. Everybody's talking about Black Lives Matter. And, and you still get the impression that a lot of people, including celebrities and what, don't, they're not even necessarily talking about the formal organization per se. It just, you know, there's this mixture between the chain yeah. and the group. But talk okay, to us about that's that. That's what makes it so brilliant. Do you guys not get this? That's mm -hmm. the whole point. Mm -hmm. You come up with a chant that everybody's going to agree with. You know what yep. I'm saying? Right. And you use that and you're secretly branding the org. Mm -hmm. The whole yep. time. Yep. Yep. That's the part people are not getting. You it's know, one of the most of brilliant branding. Yeah. 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 And they learn how to do this stuff in Netroots. You know, um, every year it's an annual uh, gathering of like activists and protesters. Uh, Bruce Dixon wrote about this a lot. Uh, the Black Agenda Report. You can go there and you can look up uh, information about Netroots. And it's basically where you go as an activist or as a protester to to audition for the Democrats, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? To see if you could be the new token Negro, you know what I'm saying? The new sellout, mm -hmm. the new, you know, whatever. And that's where you go. And they teach you things there. They teach you how to do the hashtags. They teach you how to uh, flip the script, change the narrative, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what they do in Netroots. Okay. So a lot of these uh, talking points that we've been hearing from Black Lives Matter over the years are not even organic. You know, that's stuff that came from Netroots hmm. and from some white folks. Okay. And just giving black people the script. Wow. Are you, are you seeing, a, you know, a resurgence in interest in yourself and in Darren and the things you guys were talking about? What are you seeing on that end? I, I see people who, you know, have been following me for a while you know, they're circling back because now that they know what to look for, they're seeing those things, you know, and a lot of them are just taking it and running with it, you know what I'm saying? Because they're so upset because now, you know, they're looking at this like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And they're upset because mm. a lot of these people were pushing Black Lives Matter, you know, mm. and um, they had no idea. You know, it's people here who who now that they've seen us go through this cycle and they see the cycle continuing, you know, repeating this. And that's what people have to understand. This is a cycle. There yes. is a blueprint. This is what they do. Go back and listen to Malcolm's grassroots speech. And he talks about the same thing. It's mm. the same thing. And that's what's happening today. You know, with the George Floyd protests. I mean, this movement has already been co-opted. Mm. It's already co-opted. 
when you saw Black Lives Matter, that was it. Wow. It's already co-opted. Yeah. And if you look, everyone, I mean, come on, everybody is jumping in. Now it's the new fad. Now there's a lot of performance, you know what I'm saying? A lot of activity, but don't confuse performance and activity with change because we had a lot of performance and activity. But if mm-hmm. you look at what's happening, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, they, a few days ago, the big story was defund the police. Okay, you know, right. Or dismantle right. the police. And mm-hmm. you see how quick those Democrat mayors came out like, uh-uh, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, so... You know, Democrats, you know, they need the movement because they're they have no other way to be to defeat Trump. And they think that they're going to be able to do it with the same game plan that they failed with with Hillary, which was on the you know backs of, of black people, you know, on okay. black death, pain and suffering. And it's mm. not going to work. Mm. I mean, I don't like Trump as much as the next person, but. When I look at the lesser of evils, I think the Democratic Party is is the greater evil. Well, they are and the party of mass incarceration, they are yeah. the party. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That control these cities. You know they control these urban areas. They control the police in these areas. Democrats get in. Why do we even have systemic racism in cities where Democrats control? Uh, real quick, Why shout do we out have to police brutality in in cities where Democrats control the police. Okay, hold on one second. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Caesar. Uh, shout out to um, uh, uh, the Roger Report. Uh, appreciate the support for the show. So, and, and and lastly, shout out to Big Pope Dog. Appreciate that. Um, so, tell us. Okay, so where we are now? What what's what is actually happening on the ground in terms of of where this movement is and where can it be? What should people do? What can we do at this point? Right now, there are a lot of variables. What people have to understand is that everybody who's out there is not marching for George Floyd. Mm. There are people out there who have their own agendas. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They have nothing to do with black people, period. They're Mm -hmm. just out to to make their presence felt. Right. You know. Well, and then you have have a couple months of just frustration from being pent up, which a lot of people are responding to. Exactly. You know, from people being cooped up and things like that. But everybody is running with this. Like mm-hmm. right now, it's a situation where if they don't get something going on or try to install some type of leadership, this is going to spiral out of control. Mm. Not just mm. in this country, but worldwide. It's going to spiral out of control. So mm. what they're trying to do right now is install this leadership. And that's what Black Lives Matter is. It's going mm-hmm. to be that leadership. Uh-huh. Because without that leadership, there is just it's, it's a free for all. If they have the leadership and they have everybody chanting the mantra, they can control that. You understand what I'm saying? Well, so no matter what else is going on, they don't have to focus on that. They don't have to show that. And that, you know, they can always keep that beneath the surface and just well, have and, you focus on what they want you to focus on. And, and for a nominal fee at that. So we haven't we, we can't we're not even talking about reparations. We're not talking mm-hmm. about any kind of serious shift. Throw some money at a couple of organizations, have yeah, some symbolic events on on on, yeah. on on media and shake some hands. 
I mean, come on. They they painted a street in DC. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah. The oh yeah. Cloth with the with the you know concert. Yes, symbolic. You know, yes. A lot of performance, but nobody's talking about a black agenda. Nobody's talking about tangibles. Nobody's mm -hmm. talking about reparations. No one's talking about. It's like when you look at these essential workers out here. Most of them are black. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Nobody's talking about uh, health insurance, Medicare mm -hmm. for all, life mm -hmm. insurance, sick mm -hmm. pay. Mm -hmm. No one's talking about anything. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I really, to me, it's you can arrest the officers, but that's not going to change anything. These officers can all get the maximum penalty, and guess what? We can still get shot dead tomorrow. Yes, you know, Flint will still have dirty water. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'll still be living in this racist city. Yeah. So yeah. And, and the 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 wealth gap. Come on, no yeah. one's talking about any of this stuff. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. Mm -hmm. But you notice we're not talking about that. We're talking about Cap might get back into the league. <laughs> you know, we're about, you know, you know uh, Twitter, I don't know if you heard this, but Twitter is getting ready. They're, they're trying to co-op Juneteenth. Mm. Yeah. They're coming yeah. out with how it's going to be a company holiday and all this other stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. okay. I mean, come on. When you got the NFL, you know, coming back and being right. apologetic. Right. I mean, they play Jay and they play Cat. Okay. Yes. Yes. And where is yes. Jay Z? Where is he, Mister? Mm. We move beyond this. Where is he? Well, I know the the latest was that Beyonce is signing some deal with Disney, and she might be in the next Black Panther series. So, oh, okay. I mean, it's a lot of bread and circus. It's a lot of distraction yeah. going on, and a, and not a lot of substantive substance substantive discussion. So, you know, that's draft. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. You know, with all these celebrities coming out and everybody, oh, black, black. What else are they going to do? They just spent the last two months watching us do without them. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, yeah, mm. they're going to jump on whatever. Wow. Wow. So celebrity exploitation in there, using yeah, them as symbols. Yeah. I mean, come on. What, what else can these corporations? This is the biggest thing going on right now. What else are they going to talk about? But let me tell you what is interesting. It's like, don't fall for any of this because all of it is temporary. Everything is temporary. Any reform era, uh, effort they're talking about, even if passed, will be rescinded. We're going through that here right now. All the Ferguson era, uh, era reforms have been rescinded uh, or, or we're still fighting to keep them. You know, they're going mm. after those. Uh, companies like, do you guys remember when Starbucks was like, yeah, we're we're going to come in the Ferguson community and we're going <laughs> right. to especially right. after the brothers, you know? Mm -hmm. And now Starbucks mm -hmm. is like, no, you can't come in here. You know, we're not promoting any Black Lives Matter or anything in our stores. Really? Yeah, Google it. I'm telling you. Yes, yeah, Starbucks. I, I'm Starbucks. tripped out because I see it going on. I go on the Amazon and I see this big mm -hmm. black banner talking about us. We support Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. okay. So you got a banner up, but yeah. what does that actually mean? Okay, but Amazon, let's not forget, they just fired the brother a few weeks ago who was mm -hmm. a whistleblower about essential workers, you know, right. not having protection. So right. come, on. come right. on, people. Yes. Don't fall for the okie doke because that's all this is. It's, it's just a larger scale. It's like they perfected this in Ferguson. Okay, it's like this. You know how you perform for your local open mic? Mm-hmm. And then you get a shot at the Super Bowl. It's just a bigger stage. Mm. That's yes. what it is. Damn. Mm. 
So now they got a bigger stage and, and they've blown everything up, hyped everything. And this is the stuff that's supposed to distract you from the fact that Joe Biden, you know what I'm saying, co-authored the 1994 crime bill. Mm. Mm. Yep. A lot of distraction. You know, and the, what, what's really amazing to me is how he has not been called out on that, considering George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, he wrote the blueprint for how officers deal with brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And nobody's calling him out about that? Right. It's like, come on, you got to be kidding me. So Trump is the boogeyman, but the track record on Biden is so bad that they have to they have to distract to right. try and get people to really. <laughs> and I'm not saying that at all as a Trump supporter, but I'm seeing I'm not a, how the I'm game not a is Trump running. Supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter. I'm not a Democrat right. or a Republican. You exactly. Know Neither am I. You know, exactly. but my thing is, I'm not going to play this lesser of evil game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because Joe Biden is not the lesser evil. You know mm. what I'm saying? And this mm. is my my comments have nothing to do with Trump and the Republicans because if I gotta talk to you about Trump and the Republicans, there's nothing your life experience should tell you about that. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have to break that down to you also. You mm. know, but I can tell you what these Democrats are doing. Malcolm warned us. He said, Don't let the wolf chase you into the jaws of the smiling fox. Yes. And that's exactly yes. what we're doing right now. Well, I know you've heard that uh, one of the latest things is Biden invoked reparations, right? He's talking about reparations and he kind of linked us to, to Native Americans and was saying, you know, that's that might be a conversation, you know, which just looked real ham handed, looked off the hip. It didn't look like anything substantive. But we have yet to hear very many presidential candidates even invoke reparation. So he's going to get yeah, a certain amount of attention just from that. To, no, no, no. We can't be satisfied with that. Exactly. You know what I'm the, I don't care what he invokes. It's what you sign. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. And then I, I just, I don't trust Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot trust a man who is responsible for the mass incarceration of millions of black people. I can't trust him under any circumstances. I just mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. And especially what I know about him now is one thing when people were not aware of his record, you know what I'm saying? It's another mm-hmm. when they are. It's like, come on, name me, name me in Trump's four years. Let's compare and contrast that with, let's just say the last 50 years of Democrat rule. Mm. Let's weigh this scale. Mm-hmm. Look at our communities. Look at our schools. Mm-hmm. Look at the high unemployment. Look at crime. Look at all these things. These things all existed before Trump, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But I want to I want to get I'm trying to see here. I'm going to see if I can pull them up. You had some very powerful uh, posts, especially now you always do. But it's especially um, reassuring to have those posts in the midst of all of this chaos, because it's hard to know where, Mm -hmm. you know, what the truth is. It's hard to keep up with. Um, So I I mentioned a little earlier, you you did the post on uh, I think her name was Kaylee Scales. Managing mm-hmm. Director of Black Lives Matter, and you talked about you know the way in which this whole kind of attempt at transparency just blew up and uh, didn't go well at all. Um, but you also had some posts. Um, okay, I'm going to move past the, the, the fuck your opinion post, even though <laughs> <laughs> even though I more than understand why you had to do that. <laughs> Man, but, I uh, have to like because really, I get bombarded with people who are emotional and they have a lot of feelings about what they think. Mm-hmm. 
I live this. Right. So fuck what you think. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was there. There is nothing you can tell me about a situation that I was actually at and you weren't. Mm. You know, any information you have is second and third hand. You know, and the sad part is it's coming from the people I'm trying to warn you about. You know what I'm wow. saying? You know, I read one of your posts on my show last week, in fact. Um, I read the whole thing because I was just like this. And you and the funniest part is it's usually your morning ones. So I'm like, mm -hmm. all right. She done woke up and she got the word. So man, let me <laughs> tell you what I do. I get up and I have my coffee and then <laughs> Yeah, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um let me see. Uh you did one on why the US needs to do reparations now. Um you, you posted that one on there. Um let me see. Minneapolis mayor booed from protests. Um, yeah. And that, you, don't you remember when they were talking about, you know, defund the police and all mm -hmm. of that? And you see how he moonwalked. He was ready. He talked tail and, and moonwalked away from the protest movement. You see what I'm saying? Mm. These Democrats are not going to change anything. They're not going to mm. do it. Right. They're not yeah. going to do it. You know, and what we have to do is stand firm, you know, because the time is now. You know what mm. I'm saying? This is the time. This is when we leverage, you know our votes mm. this is when we weaponize our politics we and, and, our situation is different from everyone else's situation right you know so we have to do what's in our own best interest and it may not be in the best interest of everyone else but we can't be concerned about that absolutely now you 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 posted one on the uh, cbc can you talk a little bit about what needs to happen with groups like the CBC, with black politicians in general, what in your assessment uh, it can be done and, and how does it need to happen? It just needs to be a full clean house. They've got to go. I mean, you got to look at, look at the, the people that are in the CBC, like uh, Clyburn, Lewis, how old do you think they are? Mm. No, I'm just asking. I, I... And it's, it's not even the ageism thing. It's the fact that the world has changed so much. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They come from an era when black people couldn't even look white people in the face. Okay. So mm -hmm. you really think they're going to be up there, you know, looking at white people and challenging them? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's not going to happen. They're going to cower and, you know, yes, the boss. And all. that's what they're going to do. That's what they have done. Mm. Mm. So we need people who are in there who don't have that, who are from a different generation, for one. We need people who are in there who understand technology. You know what I'm saying? These people don't even understand technology. Mm. You know, why do you think Facebook and Twitter get away with so much stuff? Because right. they don't even know the questions to ask. I mean, come on. If Hillary Clinton can barely check her email... <laughs> when they get Zuckerberg in there that they're going to know what to ask him they're not going to know what to ask him well one of the one of my favorites you did on June 9th uh, and this one was actually you did this at like 3.30 in the morning so I know you were you were in the zone but you talked about um, you know we have to sit back and watch things unfold if you've been watching this region since Ferguson then you already know what Democrat efforts at reform look like and it's pretty mm -hmm. it, it's not pretty or even effective. It's about appearances. Um, and you kind of go in from there. You talk about been there, done that with a black president, black police mm -hmm. chief, black public safety director, black president of the board of Alder Alderman, uh, several black chiefs in Ferguson uh, post Tom Jackson, a black circuit attorney and a black county prosecutor. 
talk about black local level politicians and and the, the kind of uh, the the kind of danger with that. How much power they actually have in terms of of, of what they're not doing. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh wow, man! The local leadership. Uh, St. Louis, what people have to understand about this region is so fragmented. We have the St. Louis City and St. Louis County. And unlike other places, St. Louis City is not located in St. Louis County. Like okay. Chicago is located in Cook County. That's mm-hmm. not where I'd work to. These are two totally separate entities. Okay. And each has its own. Well, St. Louis has a mayor. The county has a county executive, which serves as like a mayor. And each has their own police department, their own police chief, their own everybody, okay? In addition to, okay, St. Louis County is broken up into 90 municipalities. So in those municipalities, those are like little cities themselves. Mm -hmm. So all of them have mayors, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And police departments, you know? And what may... Ferguson, you know, explode the way it did is I don't know if people know that it was this issue with like excessive ticketing because you could drive around and just pick up tickets. Yeah. Like, for example, driving down one street, you can go through four or five different municipalities. And let's say you have a broken tail light and right, you know, at this light, you get a ticket, you drive down three lights and then another police in another municipality will pull you over for the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll get mm-hmm. another ticket. You, you're just trying to get home. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Or you're trying to go by the light. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as long as you're out there, it's like they can just ticket you and ticket you. And mm. then it becomes a situation because some people have so many tickets. You know what I'm saying? Because they would just, I mean, they would just stop you. I can remember like before Ferguson, you know, popped off. You drive down West Florida and past Jenny Station Road. You would see brothers just sitting out on the curb, you know, police. Mm. Yeah. You know, all the way down the street, you might see four or five of those just going from, you know, Goodfellow down to 270. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a few miles. Mm. You know, but you've gone through different municipalities. And yes, they would have brothers out there like that. Wow. I mean, there was a time people wouldn't even cross Jenny Station Road. Mm. And now it's the exact opposite. You know, now it's like, okay, since you guys want to complain, we're just going to be totally hands off. So now it's like the wild, wild west when you're out there. Like, mm. seriously. Yeah, because that's what they do. If you complain, then they take away everything. And so you're left with nothing. And they right. allow things to get so bad that you beg them to come back. Right, right. Yeah. Which I, I kind of thought might happen with this whole question of defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could see just waiting a, a couple of weeks and all yeah. hell breaking loose in certain respects, yeah. even though there's yeah, documents, there's research to suggest that it, it can be effective and it has worked in certain areas for short mm-hmm. periods of time. But, you know, when you're talking about a community that's already been impoverished, already exactly. been underdeveloped, you know, people who haven't had any kind of access to any kind mm-hmm. of direction out, um, you know, there's it's just certain things that are already going to happen. But right. what what else can or do you really want people to know what, what kind of information do you really want people to be armed with in terms of how to interpret on in an ongoing way the constant news stream that we're seeing um and also keep in mind you sent me a couple of pictures so let me know if you want to you want me to put any of those up okay but, um, but what what do you want people to know what do you want people to be prepared 
to know as as we as we continue to go on. Um, what the the main thing I want people to know is nothing is what it seems. Okay, mm -hmm. whatever you're looking at and you think it's that, you know, dig beneath the surface because there is more. Mm -hmm. There is a lot more. As a matter of fact, um, I know other people who put out good information. They are very diligent in their work. They do their research, you know, and they go out and grab the story and the data and the facts and they bring it back to us. You know, and I've compiled all these people on Alt Black News. It's A-L-T-B-L-A-C-K-N-E-W-S dot com. That's what I'm working on right now. A lot of uh, black voices, you know, who speak about a variety of issues. You know, everything from the COVID, you know, to uh, the protest, to, to finance. You know, it's, it's just news, current events and politics from a black perspective. Because we have to look at things differently. You know, mm -hmm. we can't look at things you know, through the prism of how white mainstream media sees it. You know, we have to look at things the way they apply to us. Right. And right. no one can tell that story but us. So one of the things I wanted to do and I felt was really important is to have these black credible voices so that people know who's credible, who they can listen to. You know what I'm saying? And not get caught up in, in all these black faces they're just putting out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that that's the main thing. And then, you know, just starting to have these conversations off of social media, because I'm telling people, man, they are watching. They are watching your posts. Here, just last week, we had two people arrested. One of them was arrested for posting uh, the ingredients from the palm. <laughs> for the palm. The other one was arrested for like, hey, I need all the shooters. We need to come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I don't advocate violence. I don't know how much of this was just them blowing off steam. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Right. Right. But if you're black and you do that, they are coming. They're going to be not expecting knock on your door. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Expect mm -hmm. to knock on your door because they're coming. Right. That's the kind of period we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the potential you know, for that to, to blow up is there. And I see a lot of people, what do we do next? And I, we cannot have these conversations on Facebook and Twitter, fam. Mm. We can't. Go to altblacknews.com, create your profile. You know what I'm saying? And then we can have the discussions in a place that we control. Right. Right. Absolutely. And if um, anyone knows any, um, you know, any voices I need to include, I don't know everybody, you know, but I put the ones I listen to. You know, and it's not everyone that, you know, I don't agree with everybody on everything, you know, but that's not the point. The point is to get the dialogue started, mm -hmm. you know, and to move forward on the things we do agree on. Well, real quick, shout out, shout out to Mark Swift and Julius. Uh, appreciate the support. Julius actually has a question or a statement he wants to, he was saying he wants to follow you. Where can people find you? You mentioned, you know, one particular source, but I know you work on multiple projects. Where, where's the best way people can follow what you're doing on a regular basis? Um, the best way is to, uh, I'm going to say go to all black news and subscribe. Okay. Uh, join the mail list, or you can go to my website is, is exactly how my name is spelled.com. You know, okay. and you can follow me there. You know, I'm, I'm still going through some different things with the site. I have to add different information and, and activate links and things like that. And I have to do that now because my days on Facebook are numbered. The fact mm. that I'm still 
still active right now. I'm so shocked because usually they would just, I don't go to Facebook jail. They just totally deactivate me. Mm. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing about that lately. I've had, I've seen some people, re, you know, barely get a message out some kind of way that their whole thing was yeah. shut down. Yeah. So if, if you ever can't find me, just go to uh, my website, or All Black News, uh, Sleep is the New Woke, uh, work with Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Okay. Um, so, I mean, just any of those. I mean, you will find me. You know what I'm saying? You will definitely find. I see someone just joined right now. I'm going to be approving. um <laughs> sometime this weekend yeah because i mean you got a screen yeah i got a screen i get a notification yeah uh-huh. but uh it's, it's just a lot of work and i started you know with with all black news years ago you know mm-hmm. because it was like all this content i have to archive it i have to give it all context just even my posts you know what i'm saying everything that i've posted like since ferguson is either on handsupdontshoot.com or mm-hmm. all black news and I really look, I was saying this to you before we came on. I, I want to thank you, you know, like they say with the with the military, I want to thank you for your service, especially in regard to chronicling this information, being a, a voice, uh, you know, being outspoken about this. And, and, and especially with your work with Darren, because I know if other people had their rathers, he, that brother yourself would be all swept under swept under the rug and there would be no mention of how we got to this point. No mention right. of the people that were killed in Ferguson, like Darren Seals. You know what I mean? And you and you, you know, you were telling me a little bit about um, his murder. Uh, did you want to you know, kind of kind of talk to us a little bit about that? Um, still has not. I mean, there's not even an investigation. No one even investigated. OK, Uh Wesley Bell went ran on being the anti Bob McCullough. People may remember Bob McCullough was the county prosecutor that refused to charge Darren Wilson. Well, Wesley Bell got in and guess what he did? Refused to charge Darren Wilson. Mm. Wesley Bell could charge Darren Wilson today on his say so. Okay. He doesn't have to convene a grand jury. He doesn't have to do any of that, you know, but Wesley Bell has done nothing but duck and dodge the issue ever since. So no, he's not investigating Mike Brown, and he has not opened an investigation into the murder of Darren Seals. Mm. Um, for people who don't know, um, Darren and I worked together exposing the hijacking of Ferguson, um, and we were demanding transparency um, and accountability for just millions and millions of dollars that was coming in because this money was not reaching the family. It was not reaching the community. It didn't go towards you know, anything it was supposed to go towards. It just went to large nonprofits. It went to paid protesters, professional activists that came in from out of town. It went to uh, like the Urban League here. You know what I'm saying? And the CEO Mm. from the Urban League, you know, uh, is a white man who is the CEO of Centene, which is this, you know, large corporation here that just pretty much owns all the nonprofits, Mm. you know? So, you know, nothing is being done, you know, at, at the people level, like to impact people. Yeah. None of that has happened. You know, people here are worse off than they were before. Hmm. And there is no getting better because of the fragmentation of our government. You have all these different people, all these chiefs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, they're not working together. I mean, St. Louis and St. Louis County are not even working together when it comes to COVID, mm. you know? So no, there, there is, there is no working together at all. You know, wow. and here it's Democrat versus Democrat. 
you know, mm. and it's black Democrats versus white Democrats. But you can't be like, oh, support the black Democrats because it's the misleadership. Class. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like you're totally screwed. So when we talk about grassroots level activism, what can like where can't because actually I think it was a question in the uh, in the comments from Leah again. She was dropping them today. But one of the questions she said is, you know, with all of the protests, with all of the, you know, the things going on, uh, we, we understand that it's co-opted. Is there still something that can be done in the midst of that, you know, despite that co-option? The only thing that can be done is build the alternatives. Because until you build an alternative, there is no place for people to go. Where are they going to go right now? Where? Mm -hmm. What org? What mm -hmm. have we set up? You know, mm -hmm. there's nothing for them. That's why they're gravitating towards Black Lives Matter. Because that's that name recognition. That's that branding. And it's not what, what people have to understand is this work, there's work. This is just the surface, the protest and stuff. That's the easy stuff. That's just the surface. It was, it's what comes after that. Yes. It's what comes after the cameras leave. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's when the work begins. That's why I'm not even focusing on all this showmanship right now. This mm -hmm. is just performance. That's all this is. When you look up a year from now, none of this you see will even matter. Mm. And you're going to be feeling the repercussions of this because there will be repercussions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think a lot of people get caught up in the activity and performance and feel like they want to do something. What they can do is get to the grassroots, find out who in your community is doing the real work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You'll find them easy because they're going to be the people that nobody wants you to go near. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to be the ones that, you know, oh, uh -uh, they'll go over there, come over here. Don't get, you know, find the ones who are truly putting in the work and join or support them. That's what you can do, because until we build an alternative, we're not going to make it. OK, mm. the reason we don't have an alternative now is because back during Malcolm's era, they didn't build an alternative. They just integrated. Mm -hmm. So we never got our own alternative. You understand what I'm saying? We never sure. got anything specifically for us. And we're still at that point today. And how many years later is it? Yeah. And you would think with social media that in some respects it would be easier now. But one of the things we learned in Ferguson was, you know, it, it's actually easier to co-op through social media I and technology. It is really about our people. And we, we got to get over this. We want something ready made. We don't yes. want to build from scratch. We want to just walk in to what somebody else, you know, has and, and they're going to have to accommodate us. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how we look at integration. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we built that, but we were forced to build that for them. So mm -hmm. the way they're looking at it is it's theirs. Yeah. Okay. They're not looking at it as it's ours. Mm. So anytime we try to go over there, they're going to let us know that that's theirs. Yeah. And what gets me about us is if we can build that for them, why, why are people so afraid to build for us? Mm -hmm. That's the part I don't get. Because I feel like we're brilliant. Mm -hmm. I really do. I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, I look at everything that we've built and everything that we've gone through. I'm like, we got this. I feel like we're holding ourselves back because mm -hmm. we're so caught up in, in, in all of this other stuff instead of simply doing what we need to do for us. Well, and then, too, once resources uh, come into the picture, you know, that just sets everything off. Uh, yeah. And we can see how that's happened in the last uh, couple of weeks alone. I mean, mm -hmm. the amount of money being thrown 
you know, in general is, is larger than I've seen in a long time. And yet no clear cut idea where it's, you know, how it's going to be used, what's going to happen with it. It's just all up in the air. And a lot of people are good with the fact that, oh, such and such is donating a hundred million. I mean, Michael Jordan, or we're going to see, a, I mean, a, you know, some millions from here. They're going to be happy with that until they see that that's not going to translate into anything. Well, especially you know, in an era where one out of two black folk have lost their employment since February. I mean, there's this is coming to a head on one level or another. It's, it's coming to a head, you know, and, you know, it's it's easy for celebrities to come out and talk about what they're going to do now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's easy. It's free press. You can say anything you want to say right now. Mm. You know, what's stopping Michael Jordan from funding the grassroots? What's, what's stopping Jay-Z from funding the grassroots? What, what's stopping Puffy from funding somebody like me? You know what I'm saying? Nothing's stopping them. Mm. There's nothing stopping them. Absolutely. They just don't want to do that. They want to be part of the in crowd, in click and all that. And what we got to understand is like people, until we build for us, we won't have it. There is a saying, you cannot have what you don't build. And we haven't built it. That's the problem. Mm. Absolutely. I um, there's some of these pictures you sent that I really want to put on the screen, and I want you to tell us a little bit about them if you don't mind. Um, so I'm gonna treat it like a little game show. We're gonna we're gonna oh, put no. these images up, and you break down what what we're looking at and what was taking place. Um, I don't know. Can you see that one? Oh wow! Yes, that's when I met Patrice. That's right when they came. And um, I'm asking her because I, I want to know who she is, where are you guys from, what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. You know, that was actually taken at the safe house at St. Mark's Church. And what happened after this is, is really the story. Mm-hmm. Um, they all went into a room and had a meeting and I was actually kept out the room. You know, mm. and there was a huge argument about this because I'm like, wait a minute, why can't I go into the room? You know what I'm saying? What's up with this? And I was told, oh, you're media. Da, da, da. No, I'm, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm for the people. And I have to report back to the people. So you're telling me you're having this meeting and it's not about the people. Mm. You guys have the nerve to call yourselves hands up united, but we are not united. Uh-oh. What's going on? Uh-oh. So it was a whole huge argument. You know what I'm saying? They did not let me in. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and from that point, they told people not to even talk to me. Okay. You know, so from that point, they just started ducking and dodging me. Mm. Okay. Let me see. Uh, we got another one here. This one. Here we go. Tell us what we're looking at. Oh, wow. That's me uh, with Captain Ron Johnson. Okay. Um, I had to elbow my way up, up there. You see CNN and the AP and all of them. Mm. Um, I was right up there and actually we were having a conversation. Uh, that was a live press conference. So there is video of this somewhere. I have video of this somewhere also, this exchange and captain Ron Johnson, he was talking to, uh, you know, the media, the local media, they were asking, you know, different questions. And so they weren't really asking him difficult questions, but you know, just being who he was, he just didn't want to deal with them. So he turns to me and he says, I have a question, you know, I'm going to take a question from someone in the community. And so he turns to me and my question was, you know, how do you justify, you know, tear gas in a whole neighborhood? Because the night before they went through and they tear gassed a whole neighborhood. 
You know, mm. it's hot. People have their windows open. People have children. Right. You know, it's elderly people. And you just come through the neighborhood and just tear gas everybody, you know, the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he told me they did that because there were reports or something or someone had a gun and they were trying to get. OK, but you can't punish the right. whole, you know, what right. I'm saying, community for that. And I know, you know, ways of doing that, you know, because you guys chase criminals all the time and you don't go tear gas a whole neighborhood to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so he turns away from me you know, going back to, to the other person and then actually came back to me again, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that's that's what was going on there. And, um, you know, it, it was an exchange where I, I, I got the better of him in that exchange. And I had to duck and dodge him like after that, because I, I just knew if he got me. That I was right. going to get locked up. <laughs> well, this one, I think this one is more a reminder for you because you wanted to you wanted to shout out some people. Um, there we go. Oh, yeah. I wanted to shout out Dead Prez and, and Dr. Cornell West. Um, they were two of the first when they came. Um, and I remember because I was starting HandsUpDon'tShoot.com. And it's I couldn't even get local people to put their hands up like local mm. black leaders, local black reporters and all that to stand in solidarity with the community. They wouldn't even do that, mm-hmm. you know, and it was only once, you know, other people came to town, you know, and they start seeing, you know, how they were doing hands up, you know, because okay. St. Louis, they weren't feeling it like that. You know what I'm saying? St. Louis has this thing where you, you have to be accepted by the outside before they'll accept. Okay. So hands up, don't shoot, had to be accepted by everyone else before a lot of people here would accept it. Mm. Mm. So there, so, but I think what this also kind of gives us some indication on is that there are ways that celebrities can be of use, Mm -hmm. but there's a, there's clearly a difference in what you're talking about with Deb Prez and Cornell West and, and what we're seeing in the news with the Jay-Z's and, you know, uh, well, the various you look others. At, okay, look at Dead Press and look at Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at lyrics. Okay. The message that they're putting out. Who has the most powerful message? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who? Mm-hmm. And you get you and know? you can see some pushback from that. Maybe the impact on their careers. Might have a lot yeah, to do exactly. with that, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they, they sacrifice to, to, to say the things that they say. You know, Jay-Z, what did he tell us? He told us his, his presence was charity. Didn't he tell us that? Mm. <laughs> okay. You know, oh, Jay-Z, goodness. didn't he just tell us a couple of months ago that we moved beyond this? Yeah. Didn't he declare all this over, mission accomplished? <laughs> and, and then it all starts all over again. Mm-hmm. Look, I look, I really want to thank you for taking the time out. I know your schedule is crazy. I know you got a million things going on and you were willing to do this on real short notice. But I just you know, I'm reading your posts on a daily basis. I'm reposting them. I'm, I'm reading them on my, my show. But I'm like, I need people to hear an alternative voice, not only to just corporate news, but even mm-hmm. to just rumor and conjecture, because that can be a problem in and of itself. You know, people mm-hmm. just kind of throwing things into the, the space and we don't know what to believe and from where. And I, I you know, I wanted to say, no, I've, I've been listening to this sister since uh, I first found out about her right after Ferguson. And I'm like, I know the truth when I hear it. And I want people to hear as much of it as possible, because I know 
There are very few places that we can rely on to get it. So I want you to shout out the show that you were referencing earlier where people can follow you. Um, you know, try and friend her on Facebook. You will get screened. Um, but if you make it through, it's definitely worth it. All right. Well, if, if, if people will let me know, because I have so many friend requests, like mm. since Ferguson, and I have to be very careful because I'm being watched. You know what I'm saying? Right, of course. And my page is public, so it, it really doesn't matter. If you follow me, you can see it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, the best way uh, for people, like I said, to reach me is allblacknews.com. Uh, or handsupdon'tshoot.com or, you know, my website. And then from there, you can branch out to everything else. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Dwayne, mm -hmm. uh, you can branch out yeah, to everything else and, um, you know, find where I am. But I do have quite a few platforms. Another thing we're working on is the whole Take Hip Hop Back movement. Mm. You know, that's something I've been working on for many, many years. Uh, Planet Hip Hop, it was one of the first hip hop sites ever. And, um, We've we've always tried to bring the consciousness and the you know activism you know uh, the culture into hip hop and things like that and just really uh, to challenge the images you know that are put out mm -hmm. you know and things like that and so now what we're looking at I mean come on look at where hip hop is today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we got to take that back yeah and 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 Chuck D once said that that was our and I'm paraphrasing, but that was our CNN at one point in time. Yeah, and now, yeah. you know, it's a whole different thing. So it definitely yeah, needs let me to give be taken Chuck back. A shout, out too. Chuck, shout out to Chuck D. When I first started online over 20 years ago, creating some of the first hip hop sites ever. I'm talking about ever in the world. Uh, <laughs> he reached out to me, uh, gave me some of the best advice, advice that still holds true today. Mm. Um, and he was just there for me. Him. Mm -hmm. uh, Paradise from the X Clan. Uh, when I first started, you know, oh, man, I just talked to Brother J the other day. Okay, yeah, Paradise. I was a hip hop music director at the old MP3.com, working up under him. Okay. Um, wow, DMC. You know, from Run DMC. Mm. Uh, it's just been so many uh, just legends. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Who have been, you know. Uh, just vital, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and just helping me with what I'm trying to do, whether it's just their presence, their support, them mm -hmm. giving you a word. Yeah, I see you. You know, MC Light. I remember when she first hit me up because I started the first hip hop site for females. It's called oh, okay. And um, when she hit me up, I'm thinking to myself because it was on America Online. So that should tell you something right there. Mm. This sister hits me up and it's like, like the MC. And I'm like, <laughs> You're like, nah, that ain't that ain't the same no, light. <laughs> take MC Light's name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it turned out it was actually MC Light. She was like, I love what you're doing. I love the site. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was just like blown away. And I'm gonna give you guys a one little uh fact that people may not know about bgirl.com. Our first DJ was the original Spinderella from um Salt and Pepper, the one that's on the push it. Okay. Okay. All that. Yeah. Okay. So shout out to the original spin, you know, because when I first started doing bgirl.com, she she was like the first one, like I'm down. Okay. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're 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 primed to be in position to to reclaim to lead that discussion because you've been in it for a while. So I'm glad to hear it. Um, shout out to you and many thanks for for breaking us off on what's going on. You are always welcome at the Onyx Report. 
And I'm, I'm probably going to be hitting you up in the next few months just to get to keep because I want us to keep, you know, a consistent stream, a consistent understanding mm-hmm. on these things as they unfold, uh, not only because I want to understand them, but also because I think, you know, this is there's just very little, um, you know, sane news mm-hmm. that gets out on a consistent basis. So thank you again for all you do. I appreciate Man, you being for here. Having me. Thanks for reaching out initially. Like I said, you were one of the first. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you were one of the ones who didn't because so many people hit me up and it's like, well, prove this and prove that when you're going. Uh, you know uh-huh. Yeah. It's, yeah. All I can tell people is, hey, time is going to be the proof. Mm-hmm. I promise you. And mm-hmm. that time is now. Absolutely. You know, and now they see that everything that I said, they're seeing this happen again. Mm-hmm. They're seeing it all repeat itself. I and mean, if people who are listening now who may not have been following me since Ferguson, if you follow me now on any of these platforms, you will see the things that I talk about. And I'm always going back and referring to and, and, and pulling stuff out from 2014, 2015, 2016, yes. Mm. And when you get that, then you will understand what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, people. Y'all know where to catch her. Please support her work. Make sure you, you stay up on what she's talking about. You will be hearing uh, hearing more of her work through me. I know that much. But in the meantime, thank you again, sister. And now, y'all have a good one. Me. And anytime, I, I would love to come on. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, y'all. So we're going to check out and um, I will be uh, interviewing with Green Gorilla tomorrow. I believe the time is 3 3 p.m. on YouTube on his page. If you're not familiar, go ahead and go ahead over to Green Gorilla and subscribe. Uh, That is the G with the Ph.D. And we'll be talking uh, a little bit about a few things. Yes. Go ahead. Just one last thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Allblacknews.com is not just about my voice. There are. Wow, I can't even list the number of voices we have over there, but there are people who are diligent about what they do. They go get get the facts, they get the data, you know, and and they break it down. And that's Mm -hmm. what we need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what we need. So it's not just even about my voice, because if it were just about me, I would just be doing me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Mm -hmm. about a variety of voices, because it's going to take a variety of voices to get us where we're trying to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So we're going to check out from here and uh, we'll reconnect. Join the check the Dream Gorilla show out tomorrow. And other than that, uh, I will be seeing you soon. So, all right, y'all. Peace. Peace.